right, guys. Yeah, let's do a little cheers. A little Get cheers. it going. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, man, it is good to see you, Mike, oh, in the flesh. Yeah. It has oh. been a long time. <laughs> but, but it's, it's been a minute, man. I am here in yeah. my flesh. Uh, yeah. I, I've never I've met lived, him. I've, yeah, I've never left my flesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, oh. always been here. <laughs> you don't like psychedelics? <laughs> um, well, this is dope. Welcome. Mike Taylor is our guest today. You will, uh, you will recognize that Mark and David are both out, so it is Andrew, myself, and Mike. Uh, Mike, you're uh, it was up here DJing for uh, a company that's that's uh, super cool and important, but I can't say which at this time because you know that's just not how contracts work. <laughs> 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 um, how's life, man? It's good, man. It's been a minute, bro. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. So Mike is a is a musician living in LA. I think last I saw you, we were down there. Yeah, getting drunk on a Wednesday or something. So this isn't too different, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I guess in LA we do brunch. We did. did. We, brunch? we did brunch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> some LA because shit. we were yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> it was some LA shit because we were out the night before drinking and you're like you're like, man, you're like I'm a motherfucker in the kitchen. I cook up some crazy breakfast, dude. I don't fuck around. And then the next morning I was like, what's up, man? You trying to cook? And you're like, yeah, man, roll over. Let's go out though. Let's <laughs> go out though. <laughs> Drunk the night before, it's like, yeah, I fucking cook everything. <laughs> I, am, I go front. I am nice in the kitchen though. That's it. Like, exactly. I'm, re- yeah. I'm really good at the kitchen. What is the yeah. cuisine that you fuck with? You know what's funny? I'm not a foodie. Really? Like, yeah. I really don't give a fuck. I don't about think food. you're allowed to live in LA if you're not a foodie. Nah, you know what's funny? It's funny. Like when I first moved there, I met a producer who was like, he. I realized this about myself. He lives to eat. I eat to live. I just yeah. want basic ass shit. Keep it <laughs> yeah. moving. Yeah. yeah, I'm one of those guys who work all the time, and I get really annoyed when I have to stop what I'm doing to eat. Right, yeah. right. You're just yeah. so efficient. Yeah. So when like when like me being hungry starts affecting my day, it's really annoying. It's a problem, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. You're like, I don't have time to go to the farmers yeah. market and pick up like a pork right. belly. You're like, I'm yeah. gonna. Make I don't a, eat pork though. But I'm yeah, make a dope grilled cheese. <laughs> I you, can make a dope you, ass. You grilled don't eat pork. Though. So what is the what is the thought process there? Not eating pork. Is it your Jewish heritage? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who are listening, my skin, let's just say it's very chocolatey. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a he does not have a traditional look of the chosen people. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Love it. Uh, so yeah. what is the is it is it because pigs are smart? Like what's your pork thing? Or you nah. just don't you know what's funny? Half of my family is Muslim. That's not why I don't eat pork. Mm, right. But it's like, for me, it's like when I was younger, it used to just make me sick. Right. And when I got older, I was just like, I ultimately want to be a vegetarian. And that was just the easiest shit to cut out. So I started there. Mm. Right. <laughs> Are you a vegetarian? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I also stopped there. <laughs> I, stopped there. Yeah. I don't eat that much red meat, though. It's chicken, okay. turkey, and fish. Yeah. That's okay, good. Yeah. But that also yeah. keeps you healthy yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sure. guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ate 12 bowls of cereal this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go out every night and drink poison, so. You okay. are. Well, that is one thing that I that I, I do respect about you is you you truly are a man about town. Like, you're out, yeah. you're out doing shit most nights of the week. Well, we never really drink that often on the pod. And then <laughs> tonight he's like, 
We asked, and he was like, whiskey? And I'm like, okay. All right. All right. Let's make this a goddamn good episode. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of it, our shirts are going to be out for me yelling about something. (laughs) He's going to eat pork. (laughs) Definitely not eating pork. That's our physical challenge, Mike. Damn it. (laughs) I'll probably throw up at this point. Really? Yeah, my body will probably reject it. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good content, though. Yeah. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn, savage. That's like Logan Paul savagery right there. Oh my god, yeah. No, we 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 try to we try to not have too many limits on this on this. Do you okay. like Logan Paul? <laughs> I'm uh, sipping my drink. You say <laughs> you say that like you know him. Have you met him before? <laughs> I'm just gonna sip my drink. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing, Mike. Oh, so Mike lives in LA, okay. and Mike is a, Mike is a part of the scene. So he, you yeah, know, yeah. he was he was just telling us he he lives. Or you were you are or did live in <laughs> old apartment, right? That's I did. You uh, did. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Mike, it's gonna be so <laughs> secretive on this podcast. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm just saying. You try to have people come to my fucking crib. Like. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I'll oh, delete that. Yeah. I'll bleep out the name that I said. <laughs> like, like, I'll just I'll just sing all we'll the songs. D- we'll just say, Google's uh, a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually at Machine Gun Kelly's. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No one's going to go there. No one's going there. But no, I don't. I do not know Logan Paul, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, you see him around every now and again. You see, yeah. Out out doing Logan Paul type shit. He seems like the type of person that does a lot of Logan Paul type shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like excessively so. He's just one of those. What I really enjoyed (laughs) about the whole thing where he got in trouble is that I do love a good. You know, when someone's up on YouTube and they have to be contrite about something and right. you get to watch these people and you're like, do they feel sorry yeah. or no. do they? <laughs> uh, he is dating an Asian girl now. So maybe <laughs> you think that that's he, feel, his, he feels that, bad for the culture. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's his. That's his. He felt Ooh. bad for Japan. So he. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> White dude dates Asian chick. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a new exciting headline. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he feels sorry or not, but he is doing st- he's still doing like outlandish shit. Like he just did a like a, the boxing, a match. boxing match. Yeah, for, right. That did very well, didn't it? I it heard did it for did. them, man. Yeah. It was great. I was tuned into it. I thought it was great. I it was watch great it. for the culture. Did yeah. you watch it? I did. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. What was that? Was there? What was the <coughs> backstory behind the fight? Did they have beef, or was it like? They, I think they genuinely had beef. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you think about? I think beef culture is so interesting. We talked about it on the last one, but like, mm. it so clearly benefits both parties from right. the perspective of like getting people interested and giving people something to follow along with. Right. But there's also some layer of like reality to what's going on. Right. How much of it do you think is manufactured versus two people who are like, actually fuck you, but this continues to be the right thing for me to do. So let's lean into it. I think it's more of the second. Right? Yeah. You know, for me, I think they really don't fuck with each other. Right. Yeah. But I think they're really good at what they do. They mm. understand their audience. They right. understand and analyze the shit out of the analytics and they really want to punch each other in the face. Right. Yeah. But they want to make money, too. So right. I think they ham it up. And it's not a conversation between them, too. Right. The two of them, you know? It's mm-hmm. almost like reality television. Like yeah. It's yeah. like it's set up, but it's not necessarily scripted, you right. know? It's, it's like li- everybody know what they're there for. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more real than reality, reality TV. TV. A little bit. A little bit. But a little bit yeah. of reality TV is, is also real. Like, I had the experience when I went on 
on Coupled. Did we talk about this? No, no. So our yeah. so the the way that I met Mike is through my friend Alex, who you also know. Yeah. And he was on a show on Fox called Coupled, which was basically like a reality TV show. They put a bunch of people in the Bahamas and uh, or in the Caribbean on on Anguilla. And they basically the whole idea was like Tinder. It was like love at first sight and whatever. And they made people live together. But it was interesting talking with the producers of the show and being like, how much of this is real? How much of it's bullshit? And you realize very quickly that it's hard to get people who are really good at acting and making stuff fake. Right. What is a lot easier is taking real humans, put them in weird situations where you know someone's going to react weird, and, and then just yeah. film it. And that's what it is. And yeah. I'll try to explain that to somebody because in L.A., they're go, like, we see reality televisions being like, reality TV being filmed every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just back in Philly. I was having a conversation with a homie and they were like, so what is that like? You just be in a restaurant and they'd be filming and it's fake and it's like scripted. I was like, it's not scripted. It's just like finessed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like right. the yeah. people at the very top know exactly what they're doing. And on the other side of it, like the people who are like in the show, at this point, we know enough about reality television to know what's going to happen. Right. You yeah. know, so people go into it with a character, right? With uh, with an agenda, right? And a person that they want to play, they have something they want to get out of it. So it's not like a, an agreed upon, you know, finesse. But everybody's doing their thing to right. And people um, are gonna buy the book from the chick who's crazy, right? right. From mm-hmm. the from the Snooky, they're not yeah. gonna buy it from that girl who's like. Actually, I take a very measured approach to right. relationships, and <laughs> yeah. I think what we should do yeah. is just care for one another and keep it calm and simple. Right. <laughs> yeah. And well, you know. Yeah. And th- those p- types of people don't even want to go on those shows <laughs> in general. Right. Yeah. But they, I have a lot of friends who are like, um, like talent producers. Right. And they can smell that shit out. You can always tell when people have an agenda and they go into play right. a role. Right. They mm-hmm. usually don't get picked. Like. The producers are really good at finding like the naive, batshit, crazy people. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, think about it. If you look at your <laughs> friends or even your yearbook from high school, you could cast that show. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know those people. Like there are people in your life yeah. that are like just fucking crazy like that. Yeah. But would you ever go on a reality show? Never. I've gotten offered a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't yeah. think you need to do it. Because, and yeah. no, no offense to you know any of anyone who's has done a reality show, but you've got like an actual like talent. So it's better to work <laughs> well, it's not even like that. It can be, it can be, I mean, it can be detrimental. It could be dope, yeah, but I'm just not that public in that, in that way anyway. Right. I can like, tell. I'm not trying to have people all, all up in my shit. Cause I feel like when you invite people to have into the conversation, they got some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have some shit to say about my life. Right. Yeah. It's I'm like good. pay attention to the shit that I choose to put out there, yeah, which man, is like, my I'm art. Cool. And yeah. Yeah. I just it'd be, it it'd be kind of hard to like, distinguish like when you're out like people just think they can talk to you you know oh yeah like just people from just come thinking up to that you. they know you from just being on <laughs> yeah and, and people hate TV. yo because people hate watch reality tv yeah. so they'll come up to you if you were on the, the bachelor you know and be yeah, like you yeah. fucking prick yeah yeah you should have given her a rose <laughs> you're like so he, here's the flip side of that i totally do that to other people though <laughs> but That's I don't. I don't want to be private. No, 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 no. no. But I don't have a conversation with them though. Yeah. It's one of those things, and it's and it's like um, it's genuine though. Like I will see somebody that I know only from television or the internet, and I would just assume that it's somebody I know because I know so many people in different cities, right? Right. So like, there's been plenty of times where I'm from Philadelphia, 
So it's be plenty of times where I'm just walking down the streets, fucking like downtown LA, right. and I'll see this random ass person that I kind of know from Philly, and we'll have this weird ass moment where it's just like, this is out of context. Yeah. Do I know? Like it doesn't right. fit, right? Mm-hmm. And that happens more often than not. So like, when I when I see like a famous fucking person, right? Yeah. In my mind, it's like, oh, that's a friend. Where where do we met? Like. How do we know uh, each other? Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh shit, we don't know each other. I'm creepy as fuck right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, it happens all the time, though. Yeah. Like, I, I, I saw who oh, recently it was Octavia Spencer. You know her? Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like a little black woman. I think she won an Oscar, like, supporting role from, like, uh, uh, The Help or whatever. Yeah. But she's an actress, you know. And, uh, and I saw her in Trader Joe's. And I. I thought we knew each other though. Yeah. Like I stopped her and I was like, "Hey." Uh, and, she, and she looked at me and she looked at me like she was trying to be sweet. Right. But she had the oh, is this a crazy ass dude? Like first of right. all, I'm six foot six. Yeah. Right. She's tiny, right? right? And I'm like, hey. And I didn't even think twice about it. And she looked at me like, oh my God, this is a crazy dude. And yeah. then it snapped. I was like, I don't know this lady. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I do that shit all the time. Sometimes it's hard to separate. I love that yeah. your move when when you're going, I don't know if I know this person, is your move is just walk up and go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not know I knew that. I, yeah. I genuinely thought I knew that right. person. Right, 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 right. So it is what it is. That's the, well, just the weird thing about public life is you get you get so invested in I want to do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like what I want to do. It's my dream and I need people to know about it. Otherwise, I can't do it. And then you end up giving away a lot of yourself and people approach you with knowing you on a certain level and you're like, this yeah. is very strange. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a funny moment today at, at, at the show that we did tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to... Shout out to Craig who yeah. came... Dude drove yeah. up from from like an hour south to check out our show because he listens to the podcast and he was like, "Oh, where are the other two guys?" and and I was like, "Oh, one of them's doing a competition," and and the other guy was like, "Mark," I was like, "You know how Mark gets," and he was like, "I do." He's never met him, yeah. right? But he's listened to him uh, talk for an yeah. hour every single week, so he was able to make a judgment on like, "I know he's crazy." Sometimes he's probably <laughs> home playing video games, you know yeah. that motherfucker. <laughs> but he comments like he's his like best exactly. friend. It's yeah. like it's, because especially with the podcast, it's like if you're talking if you're talking in someone's yeah. ear for an hour maybe they're at work doing something they don't give a shit about yeah yeah they know you how many i mean there's not that many people in your life that you hear from for an hour a week right yeah even the, the podcast that i listen to if i met some of them in person i'd be like i can't you know there's somewhere i'm like i don't even know that i could go up and talk to this person because there's such a weird information imbalance right yeah. that i don't want to say something like yeah. ah i know you know yeah. and they're like okay you're yeah. fucking creeping me out <laughs> See, I've been on the opposite end of that, though. Oh, yeah. You've been on uh, both yeah. sides, right? Oh, my God. It's yeah. The cr- it's, it's, it's strange. Yeah. It's a strange feeling when you walk in a room, and, and I'm not saying everybody. Right. Nobody. Is it people knowing you? Nobody from- knows who the fuck I am, right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, some, but when people do, sometimes they it's really strange, do. strange, man, you know? because people go out of, out of their way to downplay it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that becomes really creepy. Because you think you're genuinely just meeting somebody for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's not until the second time you, you like hang out, you realize that that person is like kind of like. Yeah. Right. Position themselves. They, to yeah. Like, they're they're to accidentally bump into you in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're like, fuck. Man. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is such a coincidence. I have a question about that song from your album five <laughs> years ago. And you're exactly. like, whoa. Yeah. But also you're like. It's weird to be mad at that because you you put so much work into this. Like you want mm-hmm. people to fuck with that, you right, know? Right, right, yeah, right, right. that's true. 
Um, it's just it's finding the, the balance. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It, it is a weird balance. Would you be comfortable if you like really, really blew up? Because you've had some I mean, you've had some you've had some big hits, but you haven't had anything that's made you like people aren't like putting you in People magazine kind of shit where it does get personal, no. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think fame is a weird ass thing, man. Yeah. And I have friends who are just ridiculously successful but just anonymous. Yeah. And that's just like, that's like the highest level. That's so dope. Like it's the dopest shit. Yeah. You know, it's like they live exactly the life that they want to live. They don't want for anything. Their friends don't want any, want for anything. They take care of their families. And they're just not, they don't have to worry about TMZ. Right. They and they do what and, they want to do. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the, that's the highest level right there. Some, I saw some, uh, it was some like behind the music or, or one of these things. And it was one of the guys who was like a writer and he wrote songs for like ACDC and Metallica and all these like huge bands. And they were asking him in the interview, they're like, don't you like, don't you, don't you get pissed that they're getting all this notoriety and you're like the man behind all this music? And he was like, as long as they can sign my tiny little name on that big fucking check. Oh, shit. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Yeah, because you don't want people yeah. Yeah. like fucking up your life. But it is yeah. hard, you know, in what we're trying to do. Andrew's yeah. a comedian as well. I mean, both of us, like, y- <laughs> you kind of, unless you want to write behind the scenes for a show, which mm-hmm. I don't think would probably be as fulfilling, you got to have people yeah. know. Fortunately for certain levels of fame like if yeah. you're not trying to be a super movie star like you can have a huge fan base and people yeah. who fuck with you and know your stuff and still be a yeah. generally anonymous person yeah yeah, yeah. no like in la you see cool people like you see like i remember almost like when harold hannibal barris was like yeah everywhere yeah mm-hmm. like i would just see him in like the smallest like little spot yeah and he'd be just chilling man i yeah. remember when donald glover was just at like we sitting at the bar yeah, you know what I'm saying, and he was still like, I mean, he was that dude like, blue. Yeah. yeah, but he was still. I'm talking like maybe second album, Childish Gambino. Right. He was still, and it's like he's been on at that point. Like he's he was, been on he Thirty was, Rock. He was he's big. Been on, he was yeah. big. Yeah. He's he was definitely a celebrity community, but he can just move around. Nobody fucked with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he would. He would just be chilling, man. Uh, and you just see him all the time. Yeah. Now it's like, bro, he can't walk down the street. No. <laughs> he can't walk down he the fucked street. fucked around and got real big. Yeah. yeah. But there is like a, I feel like there is, because there are so many different, you know, methods of distribution right now, yeah. there is a legitimate, like, entertainment industry middle class mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that there didn't used to be. Like, well, it used to be like, you're either Frank Sinatra right. or you yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, you right. have nothing. Definitely. Yeah. I was watching a documentary on, like, voice actors. And they were just like saying, yeah, this is great. No, I get a lot of money and no one yeah. talks to me when I go to the no store. No one fucks with them at the supermarket yeah, until they're great, like paper man. or plastic. And they're like, paper? And they're <laughs> like, Who's the, where the fuck do I know that person from? <laughs> but then they go to like Comic-Con and they're, they're right, huge. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah, knows yeah. who they are. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, what's next for you, man? I mean, what, what what's in the works right now? Um, Music. Right, music, music. I know that's music. what you're always doing every yeah. day. Yeah, man. I've aggressively been going after this like DJing shit. I've been DJing oh, for yeah. like a long time. Right. But it wasn't until like two years ago I started taking it serious and started like booking myself as a right. DJ. Right. Actually, my my manager at the time sunned the shit out of me. <laughs> he he like it was he he kind of like broke it down and made me like 
have a light bulb fucking moment because I was like super like artsy right. hipster fucking DJ guy. Right. Like yeah. I only DJ the smallest bars for my friends. Right. The most <laughs> obscurest playlist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, at the time, I remember uh, at the time me and Afrojack had the same record out. Yeah. And we would do these little. Uh, we least little shows, but we would do a couple shows around like, right. like Vegas and different little spots and shit. And he was doing DJing and then you'd come out and you would sing summer would thing, sing. right? Yeah. And I was really excited about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah, you should be. I'm on a record, it's on the radio, we popping bottles at the club, they're paying right. me a shit ton of money to come out and sing one fucking song. Yeah. It's a good night. Like, one song. I'll I'll roll up drunk to that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. You know? And um he, my my manager broke that shit down. He called me the next morning. With I had two managers at the time. One was with me in Vegas. The other one was in L.A. And it, it hit me up on three way. And soon as the, he was like, "Yo, I got such and such on the phone," I was like, "Fuck! What did I do? Did I black out drunk? Did right. I get in trouble? <laughs> like, what the fuck did I do?" Right. And he was like, "Yo." They, they, he was like, yo, we need a fucking DJ. And the other, the other, uh, my other manager was like, well, won't you tell this to the fucking DJ that don't like the fucking DJ? And he <laughs> broke it down to me like this. He was like, yo, you know how much you got paid last night? I was like, yeah. He was like, did you enjoy that? I was like, yeah, it was great. Fucking was awesome. I'm flexing. Like, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. One song? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Do you know how much I got paid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, you know, Afrojack, I think at the time, he might have got paid like almost three hundred thousand dollars for fucking two hours, right? Oh, and shit. but here, here was the flex though. Like my manager checked the shit out of me. He was like, "Um, just so you know, he's like, you're not Afrojack, right? So I'm not right. saying that you're, you're gonna make that money right. right now, but you both have the same fucking record out on Billboard at right. the same time, right? And then hung up the phone." Oh, <laughs> he hit the click. I was like, okay. I Holy said, shit. He said, stop. That's a, that's a seasoned Hollywood move yeah. right there. He's from he Philly. That was some Philly oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I just imagine Philly. him hanging up that phone nah, and doing a, doing a line off a glass desktop. Nah, bro. They some real ones up. from Philly. Yeah. He was like, nah, fam. Get that shit together. Wow. <laughs> And you were like, but I really only want to do this still very obscure playlist. <laughs> I want to do it experimental bars. jazz yeah. horn yeah. for my 12 <laughs> friends. <laughs> I get that, though, because when you when you start making and I, I don't DJ at all, but even yeah. when you start making playlists, sometimes you do get very pretentious <laughs> about it. And you're like, I only want to show people some shit that. They don't even know they like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so be, deep into music, I'll fuck with a pan flute right yeah. now. And to be clear, it wasn't even about like the money. It was just on the fact it was like, yo, get your own fucking head out of your ass. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like, like you're doing one song, and granted, he's the pull. But guess what? If you're, you know, if you're DJing too, you can get. I could have got ten percent of that shit yeah. at the yeah, time. Yeah, that yeah. shit was on yeah. fucking. Yeah. It was the top forty fucking song, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I just like I just played myself, you know. But it's it's, it's cool. Right. We we getting it. We getting there. Now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, are you more on, on the DJing side? I or do, you, both, you do man. both. Like, yeah. um, I actually did Pride last year. Dude, Here. you did. I was actually showing Andrew that fucking photo of you on stage. There's forty thousand fucking people. Goddamn man. thing. It was incredible. And All that was white a, with the color splash. Yeah, yeah. That that was the first time I did like a mixed format like that. Like, because I only usually just either DJ or I book myself 
as a live performer with right. like a band and all that shit. Right. Oh, that was yeah. the first time I mixed the two. Right. So like they actually booked me as a DJ and then just was like, you know, put a little cherry on top for me to do a couple songs. Yeah. So in the middle of my set, I kind of like had it set up where I like go from behind the DJ yeah. booth uh, that's epic. and come out and just fucking do my songs and then go back and finish DJing. I, so that was so the first time I did that. I good. don't know anything about your industry but as a fan of music i always think that that's a huge add-on because i think that a way to differentiate yourself from a normal dj is like even when i go see a dj that has a bunch of songs that i really like if they mix in a live component that makes me realize Mm -hmm. you know this is a musically talented person who can pull it off in a live setting that puts those djs immediately in in another class for right you know and that's and that's how you started off i mean i've since I met you, you've been putting out awesome, awesome music, you know? Thank you. And sneezing. And sneezing. And these allergies, I've said that son. about Mike. And I've been like, you know, if there's two things that man does, he sings and he sneezes. I sneezes. <laughs> I sneezes. Um, yeah, no, I was let down with uh, Calvin Harris. Like, I fucking love Calvin Harris. Yeah. And in the beginning of his career, he was like the guy singing and producing all the songs. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like when I met you in the summer, that's his voice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel so close to you right now. That's him singing. Yeah. So when I first, the first time I saw him live, we kind of opened up for him in Philly. It was mm-hmm. really, really cool. And uh, I was like, I can't wait to see Calvin Harris. Yeah. I was like, he's going to fucking, fucking DJ man. and he's yeah. going to sing his own songs. Yeah. And it's going to be crazy. And he starts DJing. Then you hear his voice. Yeah. And, and he DJing starts like his fist, voice. He starts yeah. fist pumping his own voice. And, you know, whatever. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. Right. He's still the shit. But right. It's like mm-hmm. I was just let down as a fan. Because I was I, I was like super so fanboy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I want to see him like kill his shit. He's gonna do everything. One stop shop on some Prince shit. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, nah, he's just And now you know. but the question is, would it be worse if he was like, I'm fuck it, man. I'm gonna sing this shit. And he's like I feel so yeah. close. Yeah. And that, <laughs> it just and that's, sucks. And that's the thing, though. That's why I never like got mad at him. I'm like, yo, Calvin Harris sucks. It's because you don't know people's thing. Like, right. he, he probably enjoys writing right. and mm-hmm. just don't want to perform. A lot of times, when we're when as writers, we write songs and don't intend to sing them. Yeah. Most of the songs that I end up on, I wrote for other people to sing. Yeah. And I guess it's like a blessing or whatever that people go, oh, we want to keep you on it. Right. But like, like with the Afrojack shit, that was like, um, a solo song that I wrote for myself. But then once we got into the mindset of we're going to pitch this to people and see who bites. Right. I thought like another singer was going to sing the song. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, nah, he likes your voice. He's keeping it the same way. You're, you're on the song now. I'm like, Oh, that's dope. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. but every writer is not the same. So Calvin Harris might not have that same. Situation. So sometimes you're happier to like pass it off and be like, Oh, this is for someone else anyway. Kind of. It's like for me as a writer, I could do whatever I want. Right. Because yeah. I, I really like music, number one. And I just get to do every everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm so specific about the shit that I like for myself. Right. Like Mike Taylor is its own thing. Right. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I create these like limitations. Right. But it's like I have like a set thing when i'm writing for other people right i get to just do what the fuck you do, I want. You do yeah. have to set up some guardrails though because sure. then yeah. otherwise no one knows who mike taylor is right, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if there's no clear delineation then it becomes very confusing to right. other people it's like yeah. what do i listen to well, okay this guy's all of a sudden he's doing hip-hop and then right. he does a grunge song and you're right like, what the i fuck think i think the this? best way yeah. to describe it is, is i 
I have my own perspective. Right. Yeah. And I stick to that perspective when I work on music for myself. Right. Okay. But when I'm writing for other people, it's I can do whatever the fuck. So when it's you're fun. when you're like writing for other people, do you write in your voice or you write like a specific other type of voice? No. For see, that? So that's the thing. So it's like, like. I would say like five years ago, mm -hmm. I would try to like pretend to be other people. Right, like okay. whenever I would get in the mindset, like I'm writing this for other people, mm -hmm. the song would suck uh, right. and <laughs> it just wouldn't be real. Yeah. I approach every song. I just try to figure out my, my, my perspective and approach it from that. Okay. So it's real. Yes. So right. it's like, even if it's a story about you, mm -hmm. I can figure out how I relate to that story. Okay. Find a place and write from that place. And it's, it's still my voice, yeah. but I'm just taking into consideration like your journey and your story. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You also said when we last talked, you were talking about how you have you have like Mike Taylor, like the stuff that you put out under your name. Mm -hmm. But also because you have a foothold in kind of the electronic world, you get to do yourself and sing as yourself, but mm -hmm. in kind of a different voice yeah. by putting it out under other people, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I feel like that's what collaborations are. Right. Like, I remember, like, if you really pay attention, Kendrick Lamar is, like, really smart about this. If you look at most of his, well, I don't say most of, he has very interesting collaborations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his collaborations are, like, really poppy. Yeah. You know, it's like Bad Blood with Taylor Swift. Right. I don't want to know with Maroon 5. You know what I'm saying? It's like he has these like really poppy collabs or it'd be like these like internet rapper type. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because then that way he can have his foot in and foot out. And what's crazy about the Bad Blood verse, he bodied that fucking Taylor Swift shit. Yeah. That shit <laughs> yeah, was yeah. lit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he, get, he, gets so he to like, like chooses a different playground to yeah. go play in. That because he he's be mastered his area. Yeah. And that's no fun. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like, so he gets to like go over here and even outside of like, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but even outside of like him blowing up and making more money because he's on a talk mm -hmm. song with Taylor Swift, he might genuinely just be like, yo, I fucks with Taylor Swift. This shit might just be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but he can't do that. He can't put her on his album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, could you imagine? It's it's, it's <laughs> holy yeah. shit. It's almost yeah, I mean, old Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's singing a country it's, song it's, about loving him. But he's very strategic boy. in yeah. that way, though. Like he's very strategic in in like his collaborations, yeah. and they're always collaborations that allow him to reach where he isn't already. Yeah, it's almost right. like an artistic kind of break. Right. You know what I mean? You get to do. Something fun. It's a new of, playground where yeah. he can bring his skill, you know, his yeah. talent to somewhere where he thinks it will thrive. Yeah, it's like um, when we we do stand up, but we'll occasionally you know, do a sketch. You know, do other things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that if it was way doper. Yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hop on it. Hop on a Taylor Swift track real quick. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick, he really does strike me as someone who. He, he's somehow able to like it looks like he's always having fun he's always innovating and always doing new stuff right but it is always the smart move too mm -hmm. like right. he, he doesn't make he yeah. doesn't seem to make any choices that either that he either takes a hit for on creativity or career it's like everything is he levels up both at the exact same time yeah. and yeah. no, that's so fucking hard to do yeah, yeah. no and he kind of stays out of like 
the public eye as far as like yeah crazy weird he's, thing you know he's just like he's been in like a committed thing. relationship forever yeah, and yeah. like he go find who that is yeah, yeah yeah he don't like yeah he yeah. stays out of the way did you ever yeah. see the rick rubin interview that he did it's really cool it's like on youtube it's like he sits down with rick rubin and in, in like a like a trailer in palm springs or some shit and they talk for I like an it was hour zane low. It wasn't it zane low it was zane low no oh i think he did both he okay, did zane okay. low too okay. Cause that, yeah, I remember I saw him at Coachella the the weekend like right after Dam came out, and then like when I got back, I like just fucking nerded out on YouTube like all week watching all the shit. Yeah, he, he's the. Tr- Do you have a a, a particular? I'm sure you have a million, but do you have a particular like one musical inspiration? Oh man, <sighs> that's a hard question. That's a tough one. Um. I can't narrow it down to one yeah. because it, it's just so many different. It's not a lot. I yeah. mean, it is a lot, but it's not like mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you like 50. But for instance, like. Um, I'm inspired by like singers who make you feel shit. That's not necessarily technical singers. Right. So like for me, I'm from Philly. So like Teddy P, Teddy Pendergrass yeah. is like, you know, what I mean, like when you listen to his songs, he's not doing like church runs. No Whitney Houston runs. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's just like kind of screaming and, right. and telling you what he wants. Turn off the lights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You know, David Ruffin is my favorite singer of all time from yeah. Temptations. You know what I mean? Uh, Rick James. I love Rick James. Prince, one of my favorite yeah. uh, musicians. Mike Jackson, obviously. I remember last time we talked, you were James we were Brown talking about the like level. the projects that you were working on, and you were like, Basically saying, like, your your ultimate goal, right. if I may share this, and if it is still true, and I think it seems like it is from yeah. what I hear, because, you know, I've, I keep I keep tabs on Mike oh, Taylor. We, I know we, when the new music <laughs> comes out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but you said that, you know, when you were growing up, it was, it was like Michael Jackson in the backyard. Like, everyone had it playing in the backyard. Yeah. It was like... It, it it was like the soundtrack to the times, like hanging out with yeah. family, and you wanted to make like a kind of like a that, but for the modern time, right? Sure. Like what's, and it's, yeah. it is not just Michael Jackson. Like it's it's basically a soundtrack where I call it like just grown folk like barbecue bangers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, there's like there's like a the few real songs. There's a few songs. No matter who you are, where you from, when you're chilling with family, yeah. From two years old to fucking a hundred years old, yeah. there's a few songs that's gonna bring everybody together, and everybody dancing in the backyard, just yeah. living life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those artists are like the Michael Jacksons, the Earth, Wind, and Fires, the yeah. Stevie Wonders. You know what I'm saying? September yeah. is like an undefeated yeah. track. Right. It is like the undefeated. At, at every point in my life, I've done like high school fashion shows. I've been in fucking. Everything. It comes on it's every lit. wedding. It's just so universal. Bar yeah. mitzvah. Fucking, yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah all and, that shit. and as Mike knows, Mike is a big bar mitzvah guy. <laughs> Yo, did we not talk about this? <laughs> no, actually, we didn't. I was joking no, because, yeah. of, because of you saying you didn't eat pork and you were no. laughing about my so, Jewish joke. But no, I used to, <laughs> growing up, I used to, I bar, they used to hire me at bar mitzvahs. Really? Yo, I swear <laughs> to God. The bar mitzvah guy. Yo, so it was like I'm just picturing you getting lifted up in a fucking chair. <laughs> no, no, so still, still on the booth, dude. Yeah, they lift the whole booth so, up. Yeah, he's still DJing. <laughs> they lift Yo. up the DJ Yam- Yamakas are getting thrown at him. Damn, this is my life. Yeah, this is my life. Yo, 
So real, real shit. I used to, um, so I came up dancing in Philly, mm-hmm. like with B-Boys and all that shit. Yeah. And the side hustle was on the weekends, we would get hired by this um, this agency who would hire these like street dancers right. to do weddings, sweet 16s, but like the bread and butter was bar mitzvahs. So every weekend, maybe for like three, four years, we would get paid like $400 a piece on a Saturday oh. to go and just get the crowd hype. They would just sprinkle us in. A bar mitzvah hype, man. Yo. That shit was lit. Hey, throw your fucking hands up if you ain't got no foreskin. Yo. Throw your fucking hands up. Put your hands up if you got part of your dick chopped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, man. That was real shit, man. I did that for a Oh, my God. That was the hustle. And then I just had to fall back because then at a certain point, you just start feeling like the help. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I was you like, just feel yeah. like, you're like, you're very nice, but I feel like the other and I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But it was good while it lasted, man. Yeah. It was like, it was a nice Drop down hustle. them motherfucking cybers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it, it was fun, man. That that Listen, shout out to that company. I ain't going to give you no play, but shout out to the company. It still exists. <laughs> the company still exists, man. And I still got homies who dance for that shit so it's great <laughs> <laughs> yo man that's just like a career for some people bro it is interesting yeah. I mean private events it's it's tough when you're in entertainment because private events corporate gigs can go either way they can be super fun you can be like brought into a weird family and it's free food and free drinking and they pay the best but they're on islands of their own it's not mm-hmm. like you play a private gig and you're like wow this is really gonna help me out in, in my you know getting me to the next level so I decided to quit uh-huh. When they when they offered me um what do you call a prom- like a promotion or whatever. Like so they was like, yo, you can level up, be an MC, blah, 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 but you have to commit like three, four years Oof. to the company. Because you gotta look at it like this, it's a fucking bar mitzvah, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there, you do a good job. There's there's families there who's about to have one three years later. They wanna book you. They're like, I yeah. want him, right? Yeah. So you have to commit that many, like, and like the salary is crazy. Like there's yeah. so much money in that market, right? Yeah. Mike would have been singing in Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> As, listen, man, I know people who <laughs> make six figures a year just yeah. doing bar mitzvahs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and it's like it's their thing. But I had to, I had to decide whether I wanted to do this shit for real, and I got scared because at the time, I was like one of the youngest ones there. But all my OGs were like, yeah. I had options. Right. Th- they were like there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So for me, I was like, yo, man, I just don't. And it was super comfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're talking, yeah. like, you're like, yo, I think at the time I was like, what, fucking like 23? Yeah. And they're offering me this, like, job that I'm about to get, like, close to six figures. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, nah, fam, because I wanted to do this artist shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you, and I just put myself in the corner. Quit. I had another job. My old. I, I convinced my boss to fire me just so I could do unemployment. <laughs> and then, yo, facts. And that was. And I literally just did the starving artist thing. And yeah. like, I mean, six months, maybe eight months after I quit my job, I fucking got signed to my first major label deal. Yeah. But it, you have to make that decision, bro. You because well, you see, you see that those numbers. You know, like I want to do this. You know what I mean? But then it almost scares you more to see the OGs just stuck. Right. You know, so you just want to leave that. Golden handcuffs is a real thing that you got to watch out for because the second you get comfortable doing something that isn't actually pushing you forward, the reason that those things sometimes exist is because there can be a dead end. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you decide that's what you want to do and commit to it, dope. 
in sidebar that, that for all my homies who still work over there. It's not <laughs> yeah, lucky. Yeah, listen, yeah. yeah, listen, 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 because it's not even like it's right. not even like we're clowning their job. No, it's it's not. I'm just saying it's not just for every. It's just not for everybody. Just, you need to yeah. decide where you want to end yeah. up, and mm-hmm. if you if your goal is I want to make six figures and do what I love to do, then you should do that. Yeah. yeah. But if you're like, oh, I want to, you know be putting things out or writing mm-hmm. on things or I maybe want to move, you know, move to LA and do right. all that kind of stuff. You, you sometimes have to pass up yeah. on something yeah. that is a forward step, but it's not going to get you the wrong. You, you got to have yeah. vision downfield. Yeah. You can't be <laughs> James Brownstein forever. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting on that. Yeah, no, he, he was, was sitting on that, bro. Let's go. He was sitting on that, bro. I was sitting on that. <laughs> but yeah, man. But at the same time, Dr. Man, Dreidel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, yeah, man. But at the same time, we're batshit crazy for doing what we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like every yeah. other day, it's like for me, like I get to make a living doing what the fuck I love, but it's stressful, right? Because it's like, ain't no backup. No. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like um, I was watching this. Um, Red Bull has this series on uh, Facebook, I think, or maybe it's Red Bull TV. Maybe I just saw it on Facebook. Yeah, but um, they have this um, mini documentary about Pooh Bear, the dude who wrote. Um, he writes for Justin Bieber. He wrote Despacito, or he wrote Justin Justin Bieber's part for Despacito. Man, I thought you were talking about the person who wrote Winnie the Pooh. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, saying, I was, no, no. I was like. That's he what wrote, I was thinking too. I was like, that motherfucker wrote no. Despacito. No, 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 no. I was confused. The so man who a, brought you Piglet. Also, no. <laughs> he's a, he's an incredible fucking songwriter. Yeah. Um. And uh, he writes a lot for Justin Bieber. He wrote like Where Are You Now and all yeah. that kind of shit. And um, the documentary is really interesting because here you have this like super successful from from where i'm sitting i'm just like that's right. the level right, right. that's where yeah. we try to be at right? right and when you watch the documentary you realize that like yo no matter how far up you go it's always going to feel the same right yeah you're always going to be like fuck i'm not where i need to be you're just going to be second guessing yourself and it was very telling for me because i do this shit every day i thought i was the only one yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then when i go back home to like and hang out with my my homies i went to high school with who, you know, stuck in situations that they don't want to be in. Right. They look at me and they're like, how can you complain? You out in L.A., sunny-ass right. L.A., living your fucking life, you know? Yeah. I'm from the trap in Philly. I just right. got back from fucking uh, Philly. And while I was there, two of my cousins got shot a day apart. Unrelated situations. They both Holy are right. Shit. But are I'm just okay? saying. They're yeah, good. yeah. Fuck, But I'm man. just saying, that's just the, li- yeah. the life motherfuckers live on a day-to-day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you look at somebody else's situation, you be like, damn, man, I want to be where they are. And you second guessing yourself, and you realize that everybody has a little piece of that in them. Yeah. yeah. And watching that documentary was just like, damn, because it's somebody I look up with. Like, you know, he's a dope ass yeah. songwriter, and I, I wish I could fucking accomplish all the shit he accomplished. <laughs> I, I th- it's such an important perspective because it never goes away. And I think yeah. you, you, I mean, a to be someone who becomes successful, I think you have to have a little bit of that in you where it keeps you up at night, or you wake up mm-hmm. and you yeah. go. How do I get to the net? Like, if you yeah. don't have this like constant obsession with <coughs> forward movement, then you're not going to burst through the tiny fucking mm-hmm. holes and opportunities that right. you have. Right, right. But I think it's also important to not get so consumed with that that you right. ruin the entire experience. Because mm-hmm. I right. hate seeing people that have achieved everything that I want to achieve and then they're not happy. And I'm like, right. mm-hmm. a that's sad, but it's also like it just helps you realize that you can't 
get that through an external achievement. Right. You need to sometimes check in with yourself and be like, it is good that I'm not satisfied with where I am and that I want to push forward. And like, that's part of what makes us worth it. But also let's look back at if me from one year ago or me from two years ago would be jealous of me right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And if the answer is yes, then you're doing what you need to be doing. Maybe take a breath and take a moment and be like, you're living the dream right now to be in this fight, yeah, to be right. fighting for a dream right. instead of like yeah. fighting for your fucking life or right. fighting to put mm-hmm. food on a table or fighting for whatever, you know, it's, it's you got to keep mm-hmm. that perspective. Otherwise yeah. you're like living this amazing life and you fucking miss it. Cause you're I, looking for the next thing. I find that's also like the fun part of this, like being an artist and stuff like that. Just like, like being hard on yourself. It's like, it, it takes a toll, but I think it's fun. Like you get those little tiny achievements and you're like, up for a little bit and then you go down and those those little ups right. you know it yeah. feels good every time you get that yes. little oh, yeah, little yeah. tiny up you know yeah yeah but you also have to be batshit crazy to do for this sure. straight yeah, face yeah. no seriously man yeah. it's like but well, once i think about it it's like yo to be honest if i had to do it again I probably my I'll be like man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying because you got to be crazy. Mike will yeah. be slinging slinging office spaces for someone. Bruh. <laughs> Yo, you got to be bat shit crazy to think you can change the world, and I'm crazy yeah. enough to think so. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I think or th- to think you have something to offer the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think we all have that, but it's like to believe it. Whew. Well, it's crazy to believe it, but also like, you know, you're you're able to express yourself, but you also seem like the type of person that if you were not, you would you would go fucking crazy. Not only like are you crazy, but like if you were trying to like keep all this shit in, you would go fucking crazy because you have to express yourself a little. I mean, dude, this this guy, he makes music. He makes his own fucking clothes. I remember the first time I met him, Mike rolls up to this event. We were at the the music dealers. Like, like, dude, dude, this was the, I think it was the first time we met. I was with the Radical Something crew. We were at like the music dealers. That was one party, but there was, we were at a party in the hills and like, you rolled up and you had made some like fucking shirt and shit. And, and <laughs> someone was like, man, I wonder where Mike parked. And I think Alex turned to me. He's like, bro, I think he came here on a magic carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we proceeded to just take over the fucking dance floor of she this was place and she just blow it up. There's dude. a party. Of, was, there's a photo of us. There is. At yeah. That party. There yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Dude, that show was awesome. Wow. I think we walked out. I think we put like a bunch of <laughs> it's like sponsored by Smirnoff. And we like <laughs> Mike was not involved with this, but I'll say that what I did, we literally <laughs> took like eight of these like Smirnoff bottles and like jacketed them, <laughs> like fucking brought them to the car. We out love par- that. party at our house. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah, no, fucking man. good times. It, it it is a weird thing though, but it's like, you know it. It, it's tough because the older you get, you you you're like you know it. It's possible to live a life that's like not that's just stable and like not as stressful and right. all that. But mm-hmm. it's like I don't, I wouldn't want to do that. Fight. Yeah. You I wouldn't. Want I would Yeah, I wouldn't want to do no. that though. Yeah, you know. Well, also, because I wouldn't, I couldn't do that because like my rock bottom is so low. Like you know what I mean. Like I didn't go to college. Like, right. Facts. I, if, yeah. if I don't do anything with this, I have I. 
what do I fall back on? You know, it's, it's going to suck. See, <laughs> I've it, got a fantastic safety net, but it still doesn't mean <laughs> shit. Because if it's in your heart that you want to do something, yeah. then, like, you just you don't want to do it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, <laughs> like I've got, like, shit made. Yeah. I'm just, what I'm saying is that no, I'm just I have... Saying, yo, I love it. You I'm, I'm keeping it on. I'm keeping it real. I love it. So That's why I love it. safety net is literally a hammock in the Bahamas. <laughs> Yeah, me giving up on comedy is a decision to like, to make so much more money. He was and like live such a better he was life. Like me slumming it is taking the bends instead of the rose. <laughs> <laughs> but the the reason that I say that is that is that and, and kind of accidentally and even being partially miserable as I started doing it, like as I've pursued comedy, I have you know up until the job that I have now, I have worked jobs that I absolutely did not want to work. But to even live in San Francisco, I had to do it. And so now I have like a resume where it's like if I wanted to go back into something, I would hate it and I would feel completely unfulfilled. And I would I, the thing is that if I'm not doing this, mm-hmm. I actually I do not feel like myself. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and so it's like it, it doesn't really matter what the situation is. If, if you're doing something that gives you an actual fulfillment and makes you feel like the best version of you, the version of you that you think is cool, then you've got to do it because you look at other people that have a more stable life or more stable Mm -hmm. situation. And for some of them, it's perfect. It's Mm. fulfilling for them. And some of them look back at you and are like, fuck, I'm so jealous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I don't think anyone, you know, I I think sometimes we also over prescribe to what we're doing. Like, Oh, I live this weird life where it's like, Oh, everyone yeah, yeah. is e- every single human who is like thinking about their situation mm-hmm. has some degree of like suffering and weird, like fucked up. Like you have to be batshit crazy to be a human being who gets through life for X amount of years. Right. Yeah. By True. the time you come out, you're like, you got some <laughs> fucking wounds and scars <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you fuck. Yeah. So it's a, you know it's just it's a it's a wild ride that you're on, but part of what makes it harrowing is what actually makes it beautiful. You know? It makes the win that much better, though. Yeah, as, yeah. As corny as that may sound, and it makes the little the little teeny steps better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you level up one brick at a time, it's dope. When you think about the parts that sucked, I I literally think about there have been moments where I've left open mics. Like, oh yeah, tears in my eyes, like I should fucking quit. And then realizing that that is the moment that I will remember <laughs> when something dope happens and I can look back and be like, I fucking walked yeah. home with tears in my eyes because three drunk people weren't paying attention yeah. to me. That's, that shows how fucking crazy we are. You know what I mean? We go to these, we'll do these shows and we'll fucking eat a dick and then just be like, eh, dude, it's okay. Like, yeah. It's fine. We'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was tonight? Tonight, so oh, we, yeah. we do a show uh, every Tuesday at this like pizza place, but there's like this cool secret like upstairs back room attic, attic. and it's it's a great spot. We run a show there every Tuesday. It's a free show, and we get to like run, you know, we get to like run new material and kind That's of like get shit set up for the for the shows later in the weekend. But it was packed tonight. I mean, there was there was this, not yeah, a seat to be not a seat to be had, and it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's cool. You got to come. You've never seen me perform yet. I know. Oh, yeah. so crazy yeah, dude, it will, it will happen. In fact, I am going to be, well, we'll make our yeah, plans yeah, yeah. off the <laughs> air, but I'll be in L.A. in October. I'll hit you up. <laughs> Bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here in October. 
Oh, you uh, will? It'll probably be the same weekend, knowing how this usually goes. Yeah. Michael well, always hit me up and be like, I'm in San Francisco. And I'm like, cool, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like the last three, four yes. times yeah. I've been here. Yeah, it always fucks uh, But we made it happen this time. And we good. have proof of it. Yeah. <laughs> recording. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope that this is uh I hope this is an inspiring conversation for people. Whatever you're doing, yeah. fucking get after it. There's yep. someone who's got what you want. And <laughs> it's also you're that person for someone else. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Don't be such a fucking loser. Don't feel bad for yourself. Make it happen. <laughs> Tough love. I'm like that coach. Fuck get out you. of these bar mitzvahs. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man. <laughs> or or by the other token. Go get you some bar mitzvah money. Yeah, all right. Go, go get, get that, that bar mitzvah guap. Go you get some I mean? of them chocolate gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. What What would get you to quit? Anything? Music. No, I mean nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing. This is it now. Yeah, no. It's the only thing I want to do. Yeah. And it's it, and music is just part of it. You yeah. Know? There's a bigger. Mm-hmm. What's play. the bigger play? Ooh. Oh, that's for later. Oh, <laughs> that's for part later. two. <laughs> yeah, that's a bigger play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, and and we will have to talk about that. Is there any one song? I I I I wonder what the the artist perspective is on this. But when sure. you go to Spotify, yeah, people check you out for the first time. Yeah. I think ninety percent of people probably click the most played track. Yeah. Um. Is there a song that you would say if someone was going to go listen to your music that you would say maybe you're not going to get this as the number one, you know, top played track? What would you tell people to go listen to? And does that bother you sometimes that it's like the rich get richer with tracks? No, because here's the thing, man, like marketing. Yeah, because it has nothing to do with whether the songs are good. Right. Right. So like for me. Yeah, that doesn't really bother me. Right. I'm a music hoarder, though. So, like, for me, it's like I'm sitting on, like, so many of, like, unreleased. I'm sitting on so much unreleased music. Yeah. That I forget that it's unreleased. Yeah. Because Mm. me and my friends listen to it all the time. I'm going to say you played me tracks and I was like, I can't wait to hear that. And I know I haven't heard it. But it's, it's a problem, though, because, like, in my mind, I just assume that people know that Mike Taylor. But that's right. not what's out there. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'd be forgetting that's all and this you, other shit. And you d- you can't put it out because you're waiting for the right like rollout I'm pu- package. I'm, yeah, or... I'm gonna put it out like I'm over that. We're about to start releasing music. I was gonna. I think yeah. you should because I've seen success. <laughs> uh, uh, a friend of mine does this comedically, but he basically did 52 weeks of of stand up, and he would just put out a bit, and he would it's really put about out about being consistent. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's about being it's consistent and giving people a place to find you, and and yeah. and if they can engage with like, oh shit, this yeah, one's yeah. coming out, like that that works. That's what people yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not one of those people who feel like I can't do it again either. Like you know what I'm saying? So like, right, get I need to get rid of all the shit I'm sitting on, and do I'm it. constantly creating yeah. new stuff. But if I had to tell people to listen to listen to a song that's on Spotify, yeah. Or whatever, tell people yeah. to check something out. I mean, if anyone's listened, you know, for fifty-four minutes of us talking, I think they'll probably <laughs> want to hear some of your music. Um, I don't know, depending on what you're into. One of my favorite songs is "Colors." That is, I love that song. You know, dude. I think it's a very important song. Um, I think the video is beautiful. Video. Yeah. Um, the sentiment, the whole. I would idea. recommend that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a beautiful song, and I think it's people don't know about it. You know. No. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So there it is. Listen yeah. to colors. Fuck yeah. With a U. I think I think Mike is a is a, a uh, for people who don't know he's a, he's a walking treasure chest of music that you'll be very excited to find out. I appreciate that. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you for doing it, man. I think this is I think this is good. You got anything else? No. Do you want to plug anything like dates do you, so people can see? Oh man, I'm bad at this. But you can <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. Just give them the socials. My, yeah, give my, them whatever. My handle is I am I am Mike Taylor at everything so you can go dot com that'll be the easiest one and then it's i am mike taylor instagram i am mike taylor facebook i am mike taylor twitter you see what i did there that's right he yeah. is he is he is mike taylor, mike taylor. <laughs> on, all of that, on all that shit <laughs> well thanks for doing it mike we really oh, appreciate it yep. all right peace yeah. my life it's not just black and white It's plenty of purple, blue and green And every shade in you that's in between I, I close my eyes I can see the picture vividly We got the whole world at our feet This blank canvas is all we need When the light wave hits the Oh, God.